First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. And you with me, Ayanda Sishi and Stephen Hurtis here on SAFM. If you'd like to take part in the conversation, please do. You can SMS us on 41319 or you can call into the studio. Please call into the studio on 086-000-2032. And I will be speaking to Dumak Obule, who is a financial journalist, analyst and researcher and friend of all youth organizations. And today we will be talking about the Universal Basic Income Grant in South Africa there's been a fair share of lows and continued lows since the dawn of democracy in 1994. We have unemployment figures from the first figure of this year sitting at 32.9%, which is incredibly staggering according to world figures. According to the SASA, um, SASA which is the South African Security Social Security Agency, rather, 14.8 million people applied for the SDR grant and only 8.4 million people were approved. Talks of a universal basic income grant in South Africa have been happening since the Taylor Report of 2002, looking into the reasons and the veracity of why South Africa needs to implement a UBIG as early as 2002. Civil societies have highlighted food insecurity, child malnutrition and unemployment as the reasons why we need an SDR grant and we need the SDR grant to be made permanent. With us today is Duma Kubule. Duma, hello, how are you doing? Hi, Ayanda, you're doing a fabulous job. I'm so happy to see that you're on the other side of the mic. Just, I hope it's the, a permanent thing for you. Yeah, I am hoping so as well. Just to let everyone know, Duma is always a part of my first. So Duma was the, uh, the first person that I had a public engagement with. I was responding to his paper on economic transformation and how the UBIG will actually work for South Africa. And now he's part of my first national interview here on radio. So I'm very, very excited to be speaking to Duma. Duma, please tell us, what is the Universal Basic Income Grant and why does South Africa need this type of grant? Um, Ayanda, after twenty, after 30, almost three decades of democracy, our economy has co- uh, totally and utterly failed, and um, we have half the population. We have um, we have forty-two um, percent unemployment rate in South Africa for young people aged um, fifteen to twenty-four. The unemployment rate is seventy-one percent. That is shocking. There's seven million young people who are unemployed in South Africa. At the same time, half of South Africans live below the poverty line, and one in five people have no money to buy food and they suffer from from inadequate food. We also have the highest level of inequality. So within the context of a new vision, we need to have a new vision and new vision and plan for the economy. So one of these things that I have been a big um, campaigner for is a universal basic income grant. Mm. So my version of the universal basic income grant is slightly different to what many people are talking for mm. about. So I think it must be pegged at the three poverty lines. So um, in the work at the launch that you had, we, we, I, I, I did a report on this and we, we, um, it has to be against an objective measure of poverty. And we're talking about the, the three poverty lines in South Africa. We have um, the food poverty line. We have the, lower poverty line, the upper poverty line. So I modeled um, a scenario where it is given to adults at the three poverty line at, um, it would be 655 rand a month this year at the food poverty line. And then the next year, it would be at the lower poverty line of 900. And then the last year, it would be at 1,546. And we we modeled it, it would cost about 547.8 billion rands. Oh, Duma, you're getting, Duma, just to, uh, that is going to be my next question. You're getting a little bit too ahead of yourself there. Because I was going okay, to yeah. ask, um, people who are against a universal basic income grant say that the cost of the, the cost will be too high for the country. So my next question is going to be, how will AUBIG be 
funded in South Africa should the government heed the call from civil society to implement a UBIG? How will that look like in the context of South Africa? Okay, Ayanda, quick one before I get there. I just mm. wanted to say that my version, the most versions of the big um, 18 to 59, but I believe that the, the child support grant must be converted to a big. So if you are a mother with three children, you'll get a big for yourself and then you'll get a big for each of your three children. So currently the child support grant is 505 rand a month and it's below the food poverty, the, the food poverty line, which is not right. So in terms of finding the money is that um, number one, I did a unfunded basic income grant because the objective was to give a big boost to the economy and stimulate economies throughout the country. So um, it would provide a stimulus to the economy of about 2.5% of, um, it would provide a big stimulus of the economy of between 25 to 3.8% of GDP a year. Our GDP growth rate would increase to up to 5.6% a year, and we would create up to 2.1 million jobs. So for me, what I just, I also did a modeling as to what would happen. So there will, more than half of the money would come back to government. So there's a self-financing element of the basic income grant. So first of all, there's VAT. That's number one. Number two, there's, there's the stimulus effect, which will result in higher tax revenues for the government. And then there's thirdly, it's a claw back from people who are currently above the tax threshold. So you'd claw back the, the money from people who are above the 7,000 rent tax. So you, if you're working, you'd pay it back to the tax system. So those are the three elements of funding because I was careful to say that our economy is in a desperate situation. Yes. We can't be loading more taxes on people who can hide. There's a cost of living crisis, the mm. GDP growth, there's the ESCOM crisis. So the main thing, obviously, the, the precondition for all of this is that um, we must get ESCOM working in the short term. And um, that's the precondition for it. But the thing that, so I was just modeling as to what would, the impact of it. So most of the money would come back to government eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is a social relief distress fund that is available for adults uh, between the ages of 18 and 59 who are not working. However, this mean, there is means testing that is attached to that. And I read previous figures um, that says that 8.4 million people were approved, but 14 over, uh, just over 14 million people applied. Do you think that the SDR grant is enough for people to actually live in this country? No, 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 no. It was set, it's 350. Mm. It hasn't even kept up with inflation. So we are saying... So the cost that we talk about for the big, so we should, it already, um, I think the cost is about 30 something billion rands, almost 40 billion rands a year. So that should be the foundation for us to implement a big. So from 350 to the food poverty line, which is 663, and that's what we should do immediately. And we should stop these artificial um, constraints in the, you know, they put administrative um, constraints through the means test that make no sense to prevent people from um, applying for the, um, from being approved for the grant because they have to meet a budget target. So I'm saying let's just open it to everyone and also let's have it for children. And let, that's what I believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Duma, you bring up a very important point uh, when we are talking about children because there is malnutrition that is happening. Uh, according to Black Sash, children are going to sleep hungry. We know that the Institute of Economic uh, Justice gave an update uh, or gave recommendations uh, to, to the social development uh, department speaking about how a UBIG needs to be implemented, but also that people need to be not left out of the grant system. So I'd like to ask you, what are the consequences, especially for 
young people should a UBIG not be implemented in this country? What will it look like for this generation of young people? And for what will the future look like for next generations of young people? Should social assistance not be grounded in a manner that will make sure that there is dignity that is returning back to people, especially young people in this country? Okay, there's two categories of young people. I'm talking talk about children, number one. Mm. So, they, they, first of all, I've I decided very early on that this must be extended to children. So you will get as a child up to the age of 18, 1,500 rands. Now, this, the second issue is that um, Youth Capital, who I've worked for and done this research yes. um, on youth unemployment, and we, we, we work together on that, is that, um, is that young people spend up to 1,000 rand a month, you know, looking for jobs that do not exist, you know. So this, this big would be able to help them, you know, survive and also look for work instead of, um, you know, you see what I'm saying? So uh, a lot of research has been done is that um, the UB will also accelerate and improve the job search. And yeah, people require a lot of money, but obviously there's other recommendations that Youth Capital makes. There must be data-free access to um, uh, these websites. And, you know, you know, there's, there's so many things that can be done to also beyond the UB to make it easier for young people to, to get work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Duma, thank you very much for breaking down what it is that a universal basic income grant is and especially what it looks like and how it is that young people can actually benefit from that. Thank you for allowing yourself to always speak to young people and young organizations because I did say earlier that you are a friend to youth-run organizations, especially Youth Capital and Youth Lab and the work that we do within looking for un- um, looking for, for work, especially for young people. And you mentioned uh, job-seeking, which is something that I just want to speak to you just for one minute when it comes how difficult it is for young people to look for work in this country because you said that it costs over a thousand rands to look for work and the actual figure is 936 rands according to youth capital so how yeah, is yeah, it yeah, yeah. that a UBIG can actually economically stimulate the country in order for people to actually look for work because you know that there is a direct link between people having access to a grant and people actually finding work and a lot of young people in that youth capital report, they said they had to choose between food or going to look for work or transport. You know, that, that is an un- unacceptable situation. So um, so um, I, I just think that it, it's about providing a first dignity floor below which no South African would fall, despite all the other problems that we have. And yes, and so it, it must definitely, um, it will assist the job search um, for young people and um, the universal basic income grant here. Thank you very much, Duma, for speaking to us. That was Duma Obule, who is a financial journalist, economist, analyst, and as you have just heard, a friend to all youth-run organizations.